0: All right,
1: welcome back to another episode of Sean Ned's Do Baseball. I'm
0: Sean, and I'm Ed. And we're bringing you the baseball history. That's right. We're a bi-weekly baseball history podcast where the story catcher doesn't know what the story pitcher is on the mound throwing them. That's right. And you got a a, a playoff game to pitch today. Yes. Today I will be on the mound throwing what I hope is a gem. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty. We'll
1: see. we'll see. We'll see. Apparently there's a lot of. A lot of baseball in this one, Edzie. Yeah, this
0: is a very basebally one. It's yeah. a baseball one. So yeah, if you know, yeah.
1: if you tuned in here for not baseball,
0: yeah, get out of here. Get out. We Just got get out. Lo- We got a lot of breakdowns happening here yeah. in this one.
1: Yeah, hey, we got a number of things going on. First of all, we're ordering some pizzas right now. Uh, <laughs> two a few episodes today. Uh, but Edzie, before we order pizzas and start the podcast, where can people find us?
0: Uh, you can find us on Twitter at doingbaseball and on Instagram and TikTok at Baseball. And, uh, well, of course, you found us somewhere where you're listening, whether it's uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I think Amazon, Amazon Music, yeah, uh, even Podbean itself. Uh, if, if you could give us a rating or review in uh, any of those platforms we greatly appreciate it it uh, gives us a bit of a bump and of course uh, thanks for listening
1: thank you so much and thank you so much to our sponsor and that is two loons brewing uh check out two loons brewing at two dot com they got a lager they got an ipa they got lots of stuff on the go uh, i'm even on their instagram right now which is uh, i believe just uh, two loons brewing uh it's fantastic give them a follow and uh, yeah uh, of course, in, enjoy responsibly. And please be of legal
0: drinking age.
1: There you go. Okay, Edzie so you're, uh, you're ready for this this playoff edition of Sean Neds 2 yeah, Baseball. I finally
0: settled in on the story, and uh, uh, you might have inspired me a little bit, because, Sean, last time we got together to talk about baseball history, you told me the great story of Mike Sergio and his dramatically dangerous entrance into Game 6 of the 1986 World Series it was designed to give his favorite team, the Mets, a morale boost, which would propel them to victory over the leading Boston Red Sox. That's true. That's a great story, by the way. It was a great story. Thank you. What a what a I mean, just quick aside, like what, just go back and listen to that episode because it's like a crazy story of a. Uh, breaking some laws and uh, <laughs> protecting your friends. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the story I'm going to tell today, though, Sean, doesn't have the same extreme measures taken by a fan to inspire their favorite team, but it does once again involve the Mets. All oh, right. right. And it does include the fact that, as always, you can make your way down to the ballpark on any given day and see something that nobody has seen in many years or even ever before. That's the best part about baseball. Yeah. Okay, so once again, uh, it's October, and as mentioned, we try to keep our focus on playoff stories for this month, and this will be no different. Last time, we left off the episode with some playoff predictions for this season. Yeah, we're both wrong, probably. Yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> terribly wrong, and I'm mentioning now that for all the fans of the teams that... Uh, well, I predicted would win. I would personally like to apologize for putting the kiss of death on those teams. (laughs) Anyways, I I digress. But it's important because the team that I put the kiss of death on the most, Uh which was the Braves, is one of the teams I mentioned today Uh, Because today I'm going to talk about one of the most interesting series in somewhat recent baseball history. Oh. A meeting between two bitter rivals in the 1999 National League Championship Series. That is fucking sick. Okay. All right. Ready? All right. I'm ready. So we're going to get into it here. By this point at the end of the decade, the Atlanta Braves had long established themselves as, you know, we know them as the team of the 90s they were boring how good they were in the 90s yes yes people were as you say getting bored by them at this point the Braves had captured uh, their eighth consecutive division title with a league at bet, league best 103 and 59 record in 1999 Third baseman Chipper Jones was the NL MVP with a 319 batting average, 45 home runs, and 110 RBIs. Uh, not only had the Braves won their eighth straight division, but they were also competing in their eighth consecutive league championship series. And who knows uh, if it may or may not have been their ninth if, like, you know, 1994 got to complete. I'm sure Expos fans would say different, but yeah. anyway just quickly uh, throw that in there the braves yes. the yeah bra- there is that that 1994 factor that mm-hmm. that is yeah mm-hmm. anyway uh, the Braves were heavily favored against the wildcard Mets who had stumbled through the latter days of the season and into the postseason but before we get to that get let's just rewind a little bit to last couple weeks of the year. Late in the year, the Mets trailed the Braves in the NL East by only one game as they entered a three-game series on September 21st in Atlanta at Turner Field. The Mets team had been biting at the heels of the Braves all season long, but unfortunately for them... Atlanta swept the three-game series largely thanks to Chipper, who hit four home runs and drove in seven of the 13 runs that the Braves scored. That dude was a beast. Yeah, Yeah. especially in 1999. Yeah, Yeah, but I mean, just, yeah, God, four home runs in a series. For the season, as mentioned, he had team with a 510 on base percentage and a 1,000 slugging percentage and seven home runs. A 1,000 slugging percentage? You mean OPS? No, no. Slugging percentage with seven home runs against the Mets, oh, specifically. Oh,
1: I like, Jesus. I was like, yeah.
0: yeah. like what yeah, I, I heard about I, this? I, I sort of <laughs> said, as mentioned before, not realizing the, the, yeah, no, no, the no, no, average the... was not the same. Was yeah, it? well. Yes, what? no,
1: it was. They yeah, no, that was my average. poor listening anyway. skills. Poor listening. Skills on okay.
0: Okay. Uh, the Braves won the first game two to one, and this would begin a dismal stretch for the Mets to wind down September, where they would drop eight of the final nine games of the month, Oof. including the final contest of the season, uh, which was, uh, or sorry, of the month, final contest of the month, an eleven-inning matchup that they dropped to the Braves four to three, uh, thinking they had buried the Mets. The Braves had closed out their season with another division title and were poised to enter the playoffs and leave the Mets behind. Or so they thought. Chipper Jones was quoted as saying that the win over the rival Mets was, quote, the next best thing to a World Series win. Uh, that's...
1: That's... No, eh. I think he's just
0: rubbing it in their face. Yeah, that's know.
1: true. That's true. It's it's definitely some some chalkboard or, or you know... Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's some material that, that can be used if if things end up blowing up in your face.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, and he also said that now all the Mets fans can go home and put their Yankees shit on.
1: <laughs> oh, 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 I should have let you face that one. Yeah. He really was just like, oh, yeah, it feels great. But by the way, your fans aren't real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just... just,
0: just just brutal. <laughs> Just twisting the knife. No, oh, absolutely. Uh, Braves closer John Rocker was oh. also quoted as saying he hated the Mets and oh, quote, "How many times do we have to beat them before their fans will shut up?" <laughs> <laughs> don't, you're going to have to play them again next year, John. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, yeah. it's a scheduled thing. Yeah. It's your career. It's your chosen <laughs> it's career. Every,
0: every year. Every year. Yeah. Just quickly imagine, the Braves were 9-3 and three against the Mets that year. I mean, that's good. It's not like you, I don't know. But yes,
1: yes. The, the way they, specifically, Chipper played against them. I, I guess he can talk. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Mets had won the previous day 9-2. to two. Al Leiter claiming the victory over Greg Maddox as New York took their only W in the final days of September. This was the second-last day of the season. And this victory would turn out to be important, as all victories are, I guess, because it would keep the Mets' hopes alive in 1999. All but eliminated from contention, and now trailing the Cincinnati Reds for the National League wildcard spot by two games... The Reds actually entered this final series of the season in Milwaukee, and they were tied for the Central Division lead with Houston. Okay. So it was going to be one of those two teams at this point of the season. Yeah. Uh, the Mets headed home to Shea for the final series of the season against the visiting Pittsburgh Pirates. So the Mets were 93-66, and 66, and the Reds were 95-64. and 64. In Game 1 at Shea, the Mets took a walk-off victory from the Buckos. After tying the game at 2 in the bottom of the 8th, the Mets secured the win in the 11th when Sean Dunstan led off with a pinch-hit single that split the middle infield. A sack bunt by Melvin Mora sent Dunstan over to 2nd. Pittsburgh pitcher Scott Sauerbeck then intentionally walked El- Edgardo Alfonso to set up the double play, but John Olerud came up and hit a slow grounder to 1st, which 1st baseman Kevin Young picked up for the unassisted out. The only out on the play as Dunston and Alfonso moved up to third and second base respectively. So, second, third, two out. Yes. Mike Piazza then stepped to the plate with two out, but he too was walked to set up a force at all bases for Robin Ventura. Ventura singled to center on a 1 1 count to score Dunston and another victory for the Mets. So, now they're 94 and 66. All right. Okay. Over in Milwaukee, the Reds entered the game as mentioned tied with the Astros for the division lead, while the lowly Brewers who were second last in the division looked to play spoiler. The Reds were out to a 3-0 lead after the fourth, fueled by a Mike Cameron deep drive that scored Pokey Reese in the top of the third, and a fourth inning solo shot by Greg Vaughn. The Brewers clawed back with a run of their own in the bottom of the sixth, and finally tied it up in the 8th on a 2 run single off Scott Williamson by Jeff Cirillo that scored Jose Valentin and Mark Loretta. Reds closer Danny Graves kept the Brew Crew at bay in the ninth, but in the 10th Scott Sullivan opened the frame by hitting Loretta. He settled in getting the next 2 batters Cirillo on a pop out in foul territory and Jeremy Burnetts by strikeout But Sullivan's luck would run out as Kevin Barker singled to left. My God. Moving Loretta to third, who then scored for the Brewers' victory on a single to center by Ronnie Belliard. The angry man on the radio? Yeah, that's right. The angry southern man on the radio. <laughs> oh, he's more... Uh, yeah, I
1: guess Virginia. Uh, but, uh, well, just... <laughs> I was not expecting that. Yeah. And also, uh, Pokey Reese, Elgardo Alfonso, just so many amazing
0: 90s baseball names. Yeah, yeah. and Danny he's, Graves as well. I Just to quickly mention is, uh, I believe if my memory serves me right, the only player ever to play in Major League Baseball, born in Vietnam. Wow. Yeah. I would expect you to know that, so <laughs> I'm going to take it. <laughs> I, I think that's the fact about him that I remember. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I great. could be incorrect, but uh, anyway, carrying on. Uh, so the Reds are now 95 and 65. Yeah. Uh, the Mets took the next contest in game 161 ...of the season as they beat the Pirates quite handily... ...7-0 to approve their record to 95-66. So no drama there. (laughs) Just took care of business. Yes. And the Reds continued their short slide... ...dropping another game to the Brewers... ...this time 10-6. Both clubs entered the final game of the season... ...with the same record. On the final day of the season... ...the Mets sent veteran pitcher and postseason hero... ...for the Dodgers over a decade earlier... Oral hersheiser to the mound. my key I didn't realize when I was researching the story, I didn't realize that he had stuck around for that long, but apparently he did. That's
1: one of those jerseys that I wouldn't like if somebody if I saw somebody wearing an Oral hersheiser's Mets jersey,
0: I would assume it's someone else. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah who? <laughs> yeah, that uh, was a prospect somebody yeah, like the Yeah, there's
1: out. no way the guy that, <laughs> the guy from the Dodgers in the and Cleveland? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> uh Hershiser walked the first batter Al Martin who scored on a single to center field by Kevin Young just four batters later but Oral settled in for a respectable five and a third innings the Mets pulled even in the fourth on a Darryl Hamilton double that scored John Allarood, and the score was tied one to one Hershiser got the first batter Chris Benson to ground out in the sixth but surrendered a double to Al Martin before being lifted for Dennis Cook and Pat Mahomes who finished off the frame and finally, friend of the show, Turk Wendell, held the Pirates off the board for another two and two-thirds innings himself before Armando Benitez finished off the ninth. Through eight and a half innings, the Pirates and Mets were still tied at one, but the Mets had one more chance. Greg Hansel replaced Jason Christensen on the Pirates' mound, and the Mets pitch hint Bobby Benilla... Bonilla Benilla. Benilla. Benilla? I think so. He's the
1: most like famous man of all time. <laughs> Come on, I don't know. <laughs>
0: I don't know how to pronounce Bobby Vanilla. Bobby Vanilla. That sounds right to I'll me. For Shane Halter in the ninth spot to lead off the inning, Vanilla, however, would ground out to first one away. Melvin Moore a pinch ran for Ricky Henderson in the seventh, and came to the plate for his first at bat of the game and singled to right field. Edgar Alfon- Edgardo Alfonso then singled himself, which advanced Mora to third base for once again John Olarood. Alright. Holy. Allerude worked the count for a walk, which chased Christensen from the game. The Buckos called upon Brad Klontz to close out the inning and extend the game, but it would be no easy task as Mike Piazza stepped to the plate. Klontz threw just one pitch, a wild one, which allowed Mora to score to win the game. Whoa. So, so they they win on a walk off wild pitch.
1: Yeah, okay. to end the
0: season. Yeah, to w- end the season.
1: And and also, uh, baseball reference says it's Bonilla. Bonilla. Bonilla.
0: Okay, Bobby Bonilla. Bonilla. It, the knee is emphasized. Okay. All right. Well, that's what we're <laughs> hard knee. Yeah, that's what we're going for for the rest of this one. Uh, so. Uh, with the Cincinnati Reds loss now, the Mets would clinch a playoff berth as the wildcard team, but the Reds, wouldn't, the Reds wouldn't allow it to be that easy. Damn. They jumped out to a 5-0 lead in the third inning and salvaged the single uh, victory 7-1 and effectively their season after a 7-hour rain delay.
1: Oh my God. Well, that's like at the
0: end of the season, right? Yeah, they had to wait it out. Yeah. They couldn't, you know, they couldn't cancel it at that point because it meant something.
1: That's the best part about the last week of the season sometimes, is is you do get those games that go deep into the night because (laughs) there's
0: no more off days. (laughs) Like, well, do you want to forfeit and your season's over? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, So. Uh, seven-hour rain delay the Reds and Mets finished with identical records of 96 and 66 and would have to play a tiebreaker game 163 just as the Cubs and Giants had done the previous season okay so it's for the wild card spot right yes all right yeah so in the big matchup the Mets were starting veteran Al Leiter on the mound against Steve Parris Thirty-one year old hurler who had a career year with the Reds, going eleven and four with a three hundred and fifty ERA in one hundred and twenty-eight and two-thirds innings pitch. So, you know, not not a huge body of work, but you know, pretty pretty good. Pretty Pretty
1: good. I I remember that guy.
0: You know, it's the nineties, so a three hundred and fifty ERA is probably pretty respectable. That's good. Uh, The luck would run out for Paris though as the Mets put up two runs in the first and then another in the third before Steve was lifted after two and two-thirds innings. The Mets would add another run each in the fifth and sixth but it wouldn't even matter as the Reds failed to score a single run and their season concluded with a 5-0 loss to the New York Mets who were crowned wildcard champs and handed a punch ticket for the NLDS against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Oh, who had won 100 games and the West Division in just their second season of existence.
1: Okay, you threw me a curveball there. I was expecting this to be the Atlanta matchup no, that not yet. I was anticipating
0: from Chipper Johnson's yeah, no, big sir. fucking mouth. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not yet. We, we're still building towards that. All right. Uh, the Mets took Game 1, 8-4, in a rare playoff victory over Randy Johnson. Mm. The Diamondbacks avenged the loss with a 7-1 statement victory in Game 2. In Game 3, Arizona blew a couple early opportunities to score, and they found themselves down 3-0 after 3. They made it interesting and pulled within 1 in the 5th, but the Mets blew it open in the 6th with 6 runs, and they never looked back, winning the game 9-2. So they're up 2-1. In the potential glitch in Game 4, New York once again called upon Al Leiter. Another very important start for Al. The game would remain scoreless until the bottom of the fourth when Edgardo Alfonso's leadoff home run made it 1-0 Mets. Greg Colbrun homered for Arizona to tie the game in the fifth. Then Agbayani's RBI double with two on made it 2-1 Mets. In the eighth, Leiter allowed a two-out walk followed by a single at which point he was replaced by Armando Benitez who gave up a two-run double to Jay Bell that gave the Diamondbacks the lead. The Mets battled back, though, and tied the game in the bottom half when Alfonso drew a leadoff walk off Greg Olson, moved to third on an error, and scored on a sack fly by Roger Sedano off Greg Swindell. As the game moved to extra innings, reliever John Franco shut the Diamondbacks down 1-2-3, and finally the Mets would win the series when backup catcher Todd Pratt, who was rarely used and was only in the game because Piazza had injured his thumb, hit a home run to center field off Matt Manti, effectively setting up the NLCS matchup with the shit-talking Braves, who had finished off the Astros also in Game 4, 7-5, to five, winning three straight after dropping Game 1-6-1 one, one against Houston. Wow. Well, all right. So now, we're, I just now bree- we're cooking. Now I breezed through that Your series kind of quickly for you. I, I was to, like, yeah.
1: wow. No, and, and amazing. I remember that... Arizona team coming up, and you know, I I I don't recall who I was cheering for in that series, but I remember it being amazing that that Arizona was there. And fuck, man, I don't. Al Leiter's like a Mets legend, and I knew that, but because I'm so Toronto oriented, yeah. like,
0: I I didn't you think I just, of him as Blister
1: Al. Yeah, I mean, I think. <laughs> I always get him confused with Todd Stottlemyre too for some stupid reason, but that's <laughs> but, weird. <laughs> yeah, I know, but at the same point, I remember him going to Florida, and I remember him being a Met for a couple years. But like, holy shit, he was—he
0: was really a Met for a long time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like I mean, pretty much his whole thirties. Yeah, huh? and and used in some big games here. Well, absolutely. No, yeah. you keep and coming back
1: to Lighter, and yeah.
0: and yeah, no, one of my favorites for sure. But We're he was gonna a come lefty. back to Al again. Oh, I am absolutely <laughs> sure of that. <laughs> This marked, as mentioned, the Braves' record eight straight appearance in the NLCS. Uh, The Astros this year, by the way, have made seven straight. I mean, ALCSs, but...
1: Okay, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, While the Mets advanced to the league championship for the first time since 1988, it was the second time that the Mets and the Braves met in the NLCS ever, the first time being in the first National League Championship Series back in 1969. When the Miracle Mets swept the then best of five series in three ga- straight games? Yes. That was a...
1: Oh, a best of five series. For some reason, I thought you were saying it was a best of nine and they had to win. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> They had to win five. And they won no, five yeah. straight. Yeah, they no, won no. five straight. Yes. No, no. Uh, so here we go. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. And also, can I order this pizza? Yeah,
0: order the pizza, man. It's the pizza's order. Okay. Before uh, the series began... Uh, Mets manager Bobby Valentine appeared to use the earlier comments by Jones as motivation against the Braves saying, "Quote, they better be ready to play some ghosts because we were dead and buried 2 weeks ago."
1: <laughs> That's
0: a good quote. Yeah.
1: We're going to be we're going to haunt you. Yeah. Like boo. <laughs> You the chains. <laughs>
0: yeah, <it's> spooky months, <laughs> spooky season, spooky seasons upon us, You we're, we're the to play. ghosty Mets.
1: We're going to kill ourselves, <laughs> and then our bodies are going to beat you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fucked
0: up. All right. Yeah, game one. The series began with game one on October 12, 1999 at Turner Field in Atlanta. The Braves answered Valentine with a 4-2 victory over his Mets. They struck first in the first off starter Masoto uh, Yoshi or Yoshi Masoto. I think I got that backwards. When Gerald Williams hit a leadoff single, stole second and scored on Brett Boone's single. The Mets tied it in the fourth on Mike Piazza's ground out with runners on first and third. The Braves retook the lead when Walt Weiss doubled to lead off the fifth, moved to third on a sacrifice bunt and scored on Williams' single. Eddie Perez solo shot in the sixth off Pat Mahomes made it 3-1 Braves. Turk Wendell walked Andrew Jones to lead off the eighth. Jones then moved to second on a sacrifice bunt and scored on Weiss's single. Greg Maddox tossed seven solid innings and John Rocker recorded the final four outs to s- for the save to seal Atlanta's fourth straight win. All right, right. In the playoffs.
1: In the playoffs. I was going to say, they're yeah. only up one nothing, yeah. right? Yeah. They're only, I didn't miss too much when I was ordering the pizza. No, no. <laughs> so Kenny Powers got
0: the save. Schmoltz got the win. Yes, that's one right. nothing. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, the next afternoon in game two, the Mets struck first in the second inning on Roger Cedeno's RBI single that scored Robin, Robin Ventura from second, then made it 2 nothing on Melvin Mora's home run in the fifth. In the sixth, Chipper Jones walked before Brian Jordan's home run tied the game. Andrew Jones then singled, and Eddie Perez hit a home run off Mets starter Kenny Rogers to put the Braves up 4-2. He was raised on the dairy, bitch. (laughs) 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 The Mets cut the lead to 4-3 in the eighth when Mora reached on Chipper Jones' error and scored on Edgardo Alfonso's double to center field. John Rocker came in to relieve starter Kevin Millwood and ended the inning without any more damage, but after pitching one and a third innings in game one, manager Bobby Cox turned to John Smoltz for the ninth, who promptly retired the Mets in order for the save, giving the the Braves a two-nothing series lead. Okay, so they took care of
1: business. Went, uh, it was, it was in, it was in Atlanta. It was in Atlanta. Took
0: took business, uh, took care of business at home. Down in
1: Dixie, you know, Atlanta just,
0: just took care. So Mets can answer back. Uh, Well, let's find out in the third game of the series in the first one back at Shea Stadium. Tom Glavin pitched a gem in seven shutout innings as the Braves edged the Mets one nothing.
1: No, they did not. No, <laughs> okay, so
0: yeah. that was uh, that was a no, nice they, thought you had. I mean, there, they Sean. Did,
1: they didn't only have
0: scored one run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was better. <laughs> it was better. Yeah,
1: it was certainly better. So,
0: the, as I say, they edged the Mets one nothing and thus took a commanding three games to none lead in the NLCS. The only run of the game scored in the first inning without a base hit. The leadoff runner Gerald Williams took a base on balls and then advanced to second on a botched throw by Al Leiter on a fielder's choice hit by Brett Boone. Chipper popped out and then Williams and Boone completed the double steal and then advanced one base each on a throwing error by Piazza allowing Williams to score and Boone to reach second. So the Mets actually out hit the Braves 7-3 in this one nothing loss. And they lost one nothing on a guy scoring on like a, a walk in an error. Yeah. Yeah. On a on an air and throw by Piazza. So like Piazza's thumb injury is starting to to show you know, it's, it's starting to it's, show a little yeah, bit. He,
1: they're, they're they're he's only playing cuz it's the playoffs basically and pretty much it's yes. not working. Well, I mean well, you'd hope his bat would make up for the one run, but in this case, it does not.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. So as, as we mentioned, the uh, Braves take a 3 nothing commanding lead. In it's
1: over. It's
0: over. <laughs> it seems to be over. It's over. Point. The Mets struck first in Game 4 on jo- John Allarood's home run in the 6th off of Braves starter John Smoltz. So go we'll scoreless until the 6th.
1: How much is Schmolz pitching?
0: I forgot about this yeah, guy. Yeah, Schmolz is like the bum garner of like that time.
1: I know, yeah. and that's why he sits in the pre- or in the 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 reporter or whatever the the, the press the box, press box, yeah. the broadcast booth, and is like, "Having my day. Everybody threw eight hundred. Yes, just you. No, just you, John, and Nolan Ryan. That was
0: it. Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, John Smoltz put back-to-back leadoff home runs by Brian Jordan and Ryan Klesko off Mets starter Rick Reed put the Braves up 2-1. The Braves were four outs from a series sweep and their fifth trip to the World Series in the 1990s when they called on John Rocker, who had treated the Mets and their fans with similar disdain during the season. With two on, the left-handed closer saved five games, who saved five games against New York during the regular season and two in this series. During the season, he had said he hated the Mets and prior to the showdown wondered how many times the Braves, as I mentioned, would have to beat them to make their fans shut up. (laughs)
1: Which is, once again, John, (laughs) you're going to keep playing them. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They'll uh, probably never shut up. They will never. That is how sports works. (laughs) Yeah. That is how, like, I don't think there's ever been a team that's
0: just like, well, well, John doesn't like it, so. <laughs> I guess we'll shut up now. Yeah. <laughs> in a pivotal at-bat, Allrude got the better of Rocker. After a double steal, Allrude's two-run single put the Mets up 3-2, to two, and Armando Benitez retired the Braves in order in the ninth to keep New York in the NLCS. All right, 3-1. Three, 3-1. One. Three, one. The next afternoon, shortly after 4pm, Mets starter Masoto Yoshi took the mound in Game 4 against Brave starter Greg Maddox. The Mets took an early 2-0 lead in the bottom of the first inning as John Allrood hit his second home run in as many days after Ricky Henderson reached first on an infield single to short. Okay, once again. A, a game. game of legends. Yeah. No, Is that what just, you were going to say?
1: Yeah, didn't expect Ricky to show up there either, but Johnny <laughs> O. I knew Johnny O was on the Mets at this time, and, and he's raking in this series and keeping them. Like It sounds like he's like single-handedly like, keeping the Mets hey, in he, this.
0: he keeps coming up in the big spot and, yeah. and doing it. That's yeah. As, he, as he does yeah. uh, The lead lasted into the fourth When Atlanta struck with back-to-back doubles By Brett Boone and Chipper Jones Eventually tying it up at two When Brian Jordan singled home Jones Mets manager Bobby Valentine Removed Yoshi from the game In favor of Oral Hershizer Which began a slew of pitching changes That emptied the Mets bullpen by the game's end Relying on starter Kenny Rogers and rookie Octavio Dotel for key innings as well. What? How was Octavio Dotel pitching in
1: 1999? He, well, it says right here on this card <laughs> that he was. I refuse <laughs> to believe that. He was. Can't... I'm pretty sure he was a rookie. No, I, you just it, said it. I was in the sentence.
0: Oh yeah, it says right said. there and rookie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: of course. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I still refuse to believe. It. It's like, I, I, anyways. Yeah, just the They talk
0: about in the broadcast about how raw he is and how he like really just has the fastball. Oh, you were just
1: watching all of these games, I guess. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Writing it down as yeah. it
0: goes. Yeah. Ground ball, second yeah. base. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going back to the play-by-plays on, you know. Anyway, we had to cut a lot out of this. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, the Mets used a postseason record nine pitchers in the game. Okay. So, so really deep into the bullpen, they used two starters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> the game continued well into the night, accompanied by a steady rainfall, which wasn't heavy enough to delay the game. Apparently. Neither team was able to break through for the tie-breaking run despite mounting threats back and forth. Atlanta eventually set a record in futility when they stranded 19 men on base over the course of the game. 19? Nin- 19. 19. 19. Hear that, Blue Jays fans? <laughs> yeah. 19, you say. That would, be, uh, that would be a frustrating night, to say the least, yes. to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Most notably in the 13th inning, with two out and Keith Lockhart on first base, chipper batting with Lockhart running, Jones laced a pitch off Dotel into the right field corner for a double, but the ball was cut off by Melvin Mora before it reached the wall, and Mora's strong relay throw via Edgardo Alfonso cut down Lockhart at the plate and ended the inning. Amazing. Yeah. And I
1: love Edgardo Alfonso coming up here. One of my favorite favorite Mets growing up simply because of the name as well mm-hmm. yeah. and, great 90s great anyway, he was yeah. he was fantastic if you want to look up guys that that were great for a couple years
0: Ricardo Alfonso <laughs> Gardo Alfonso
1: check out. I've tried to look him up and I'm not gonna lie I'm I'm having trouble <laughs> Okay.
0: I'm not sure what you mean by that. I can't spell his first name. I'm really... I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I I can't. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you right now. Uh, John Rocker entered the game in the bottom of the 13th inning to a loud chorus of boos, and several projectiles hurled in his direction, which uh, maybe they were gifts. Because it was his 25th birthday.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it was just the people of New York being like, Oh, we give up. Here's a beer. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a half a beer. You (laughs) bastard. Happy birthday. (laughs) You beat us finally, John Rocker. (laughs) (laughs) If
0: you can't beat him, join him. (laughs) So he retired four batters through one and a third innings pitch, including a strikeout of Mike Piazza. When he was taken out, Rocker mocked the Shea Stadium fans by pretending to boo them. And yelled at fans sitting around the Atlanta dugout as he left the field. Yep, sounds great. How about it, right? to win
1: friends and influence people <laughs> yeah. by John Rocker.
0: Yeah, baseball edition. In the top of the fifteenth, Walt Weiss led off for the Braves with a single to left off Dotel, and then stole second on the first pitch to Ger- Gerald Williams after pitcher Kevin McGlinchey struck out. The Mets' season seemed like it may be over after Keith Lockhart tripled home Weiss for the run, which put the Braves ahead 3-2. However, McGlinchey could not hold the lead in the bottom half. Sean Dunstan, who misplayed Lockhart's triple and was probably looking to redeem himself, hit a leadoff single after fighting off several pitches with a full count. Dunstan then stole second base with pinch hitter Matt Franco batting, Franco eventually worked a walk, which was followed by Edgardo Alfonso laying down a sack bunt, which moved Dunstan to third base. Olerud then came up and was given the intentional pass to load the bases. Oh, shit. Todd Pratt hit next. Oh, my God. I remember. Yes. Do you remember this? I remember. Like, now I do. <laughs> and was again thrust into the spotlight with Piazza nursing a few injuries. Mm-hmm. McGlinchey walked Pratt on five pitches, scoring Dunstan and tying the game. Mm-hmm. He then fell behind the slumping Robin Ventura, who was suffering a nagging calf injury and was without a hit in the series. At 9.47 p.m., McGlinchy hung a fastball on a 2-1 count and Ventura launched it through the steady rain and over the wall in right center. Although Ventura had seen the ball clear the wall and was waving Pratt around the bases, Pratt tackled Ventura between first and second base and most of the Mets team ran out on the field and mobbed Ventura in a wild scene. NBC's Bob Costas said on the air after Ventura's blast, quote, I'll tell you, these Mets are Rasputin-like. You can't put them away. They will not die. <laughs>
1: So did they get the runs or did
0: they just like just they're like winning run, whatever. Ventura never made it home, so official scorer Red Foley ruled the hit a single. That's
1: fucking amazing. And
0: then only Sidaniel scored. But <laughs> it was good enough and the Mets were still alive. I mean, yeah. This apparently uh today is known as the Grand Slam single. That is if you a, look that up, that's you, what you'll you'll find in this particular
1: play. I had like I did not recall. I remember Todd Pratt coming up in a big spot, and then Robin Ventura getting a game-winning hit. I had no, like I said, 99. I remembered it, but I did not remember it was that the is, ninety-nine
0: NLCS. Yes, is man. fucking
1: wild. So he hit a grand slam and just never like and
0: didn't actually only complete the right it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mets manager Bobby Valentine said after the game, quote, Robin Ventura played it out on one leg all day. There were times I thought about taking him out, but he told me, no, I'm okay. No, I can go. And now he comes up with the winning hit. It's got to be poetic justice. Justice indeed. (laughs) 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 Just."
1: (laughs) <laughs> i love it yeah i say how can you how can you not love baseball you got like Rasputin and poetry and just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. how can you not be romantic they're hanging that? on yeah. by by fucking robin ventures
0: calf thread at this moment yeah yeah they're they're hanging on to every bit of magic that's in their sleeve this is the magic mets of 99 yeah. you know so so the mets are still alive and they're headed back to turner field in atlanta for game six Kevin Millwood got the start for Atlanta, while Al Leiter Fuck. took the hill for the Mets on just three days' rest. My God.
1: How many games are you going to pitch in this series? <laughs> it's just Smoltz and Leiter. It's like yeah, the it's old
0: days. <laughs> like, I can still pitch. Your arm is falling off, John. Your arm is disintegrated, out. Yeah.
1: I can pitch. I
0: can pitch. I'm now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay so Al Leiter took the hill for the Mets just 3 days rest. Al Leiter who was not used to throwing on short rest was lit up in the first inning. Oh. <laughs>
1: That's why they don't
0: do that as much anymore. Uh, yeah. He hit Gerald Williams to lead off and then walked Brett Boone. Then catcher Mike Piazza's errant throw to third on Williams' base-stealing attempt allowed him to score, and Boone moved to third. So, so, so the broken thumb is just... It's not good. I I kind of remember, uh, you know, I, I probably don't remember this series as well as you do, but I, I remember... A playoff series at this time when Piazza's thumb was like a big topic of contention. This is probably the one. This is, I mean, it has to be.
1: Yeah. I'm also amazed that Brett Boone played on Atlanta, but I'm looking
0: at his baseball reference and apparently he did for one season. (laughs) And it was 1999. It was. (laughs) (laughs) Lighter then hit chipper and then Brian Jordan's RBI single promptly scored Boone. After Andrew Jones's fielder's choice loaded the bases, Eddie Perez's two-run single to make it 4-0 knocked Leiter out of the game. Pat Mahomes relieved Leiter but gave up a sack fly to Brian Hunter which made it 5-0 Braves. With Millwood looking sharp and the Mets' bats quiet, it appeared through the early innings to be an easy victory for Atlanta. Once again, the Mets had some magic up their sleeves though. And Millwood began to tire in the sixth, Edgardo Alfonso led off with a double and was followed by a John Allrude single before Mike Piazza hit a sack fly to put the Mets on the board. After Robin Ventura doubled, Darryl Hamilton's single scored both Allrude and Ventura to cut the Braves' lead to to 5-3. Okay. Atlanta got two runs back in their half of the sixth, though, courtesy of a Jose Hernandez two-run single off Dennis Cook, who had just relieved a dismal Turk Wendell. I think Turk Wendell, like, got let loaded the bases or something. Uh, John Smoltz entered the game in relief for Atlanta in the seventh, and after Matt Franco and Ricky Henderson traded places with back-to-back doubles to lead off the inning, John Allrood singled home another run to make the score 7-5. to five. This allowed Mets power-hitting injured catcher Mike Piazza to come to the plate. And Mike blasted a long home run to tie the score at 7-7. Seven seven. Oh my god. Bob Costas made the call, quote, tied at 7, hoping for game 7. That's good. That's good. It's not a
1: bad call. That's not a bad call. That's, That's pretty... not a bad call. I was trying to wrap... Rasputin into that.
0: But.
1: <laughs> My they God won't die. <laughs> he just won't die. we have poisoned him. <laughs> We've shot him. <laughs>
0: Throw him in a river. <laughs> the game was now tied and in the hands of two completely exhausted bullpens. The Mets took an 8-7 lead in the eighth as Melvin Mora, who was also a rookie, by the way, singled home Benny Ab- Agbayani off Mike Remlinger, But then, with all the momentum going the Mets' way, the Braves rallied back once again against John Franco in the bottom of the eighth. With one out, Eddie Perez hit a single to left field. Otis Nixon came in to pinch run for Perez. Otis Nixon, just Braves legend.
1: Just Yeah, he's been like... (laughs) I don't know how old Otis Nixon was, but to me he was a solid, like, 54 his entire
0: career. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He He always looked ancient. he,
1: He could run, but he just looked like he'd been... (laughs) Like eating tobacco, not even chewing it, just eating it by the (laughs) the bushel for years.
0: (laughs) Uh, Otis Nixon came into pinch run for Perez and stole second base and then advanced to third when Piazza's throw went into center field. Brian Hunter cashed in the tying run with a single to center. In the 10th inning, the Mets regained the lead and once again Melvin Mora was in the center of the action. His one-out single off John Rocker put... Agbayani at third, which allowed him to score on Todd Pratt's sacrifice fly. But again, Atlanta rallied to tie in their half of the 10th with Ozzie Guillen singling off Armando Benitez to send home Andrew Jones and to retie the game at nine. Wow. As we add another name to to the people in this game. Of course. (laughs) Uh, Kenny Rogers took the mound for the Mets in the bottom of the 11th, hoping to keep the Mets' season alive and gave up a lead-off double to Gerald Williams. This is where I'll keep you on the edge of your seat, Trick. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Boone sacrificed himself on a bunt, and that moved Williams to third mm-hmm. with one out. Rogers then loaded the bases with intentional walks to Chipper Jones and Brian Jordan, which brought Braves star outfielder Andrew Jones to the plate. Jones was also four for five all time against Rogers.
1: and they didn't make a move. No,
0: no. It was between Rogers and Dotel, apparently, and they were like, "Let's go with Rogers because he can throw breaking balls. I mean,
1: okay, but Jones can hit
0: Rogers' breaking <laughs> balls. Yes. Yeah. They didn't make a move. Yeah. So the first pitch from Rogers was a low curve ball in the dirt for ball one. Seemingly hearing Bob Costas' critiques on the broadcast of his quote already horrid playoff career, <laughs> Rogers stepped off the rubber before delivering his second pitch, which was another low breaking ball out of the zone that Jones watched. Through two and zero, the third pitch was a high fastball that Jones dribbled slowly foul up the third baseline for the first strike, followed by another ball up and away as Rogers fell behind three and one. With the bases loaded and their season on the line, Pratt called for another curveball, which Rogers hung, but way outside, so Jones, Jones left it. But Pratt framed the pitch well enough, I guess, for home plate umpire Jerry Crawford to call it strike two and a full count. If you watch this game back, it is so far outside. It is like like it is. It is blatantly ball four. It is blatantly ball four, and he just Pratt swings it back in, and like it's it's not a great call. I'm (laughs) gonna say.
1: It's not even great framing. It's just
0: horrible. Yeah, yeah. It's just, let's let's see what happens if I give them one more chance here. But on the very next pitch, the magic for the Mets sadly ran out as Rogers sailed another pitch high and outside, and Jones drew the walk, scoring Williams and sealing Atlanta's fifth, fifth National League pennant of the 1990s. The Braves advanced to the World Series, but after being both physically and emotionally exhausted in this series against their bitter rivals, the Mets, they didn't put up much of a fight against the team across town, as they were swept by the Yankees in four games straight.
1: Well, all the Mets fans went over to the Yankees. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. They had twice as many fans behind them. So. Hey, John, remember yeah. me? Yeah. <laughs> I was at your birthday party. Yeah. Uh, So uh, just a little aside The normally potent Braves offense bad Just 200 in that World Series So uh, 13 times a postseason series Has been won by a walk-off home run Yeah, Five of those home runs have walked off The pennant glitching game in a league championship I I found it surprisingly difficult To find how many LCSs were actually won By a walk-off hit but I can say with pretty good confidence that the NLCS in 1999 was the only time that a game was, or a league championship was won on a walk-off base on balls. Damn. Yep. So that's, uh, Jesus! I almost pulled the thing right off You're the table. You're sure, like, like,
1: I'm done. Yeah. Just yank the recorder <laughs> off pizza the time. table.
0: <laughs> it's over. <laughs> it's pizza done. <time.
1: laughs> no, I mean, I can't believe that, like, that I got to go back and watch that 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 pitch like you know they're like yeah it's just it is just like crazy to just like think about that that rivalry and i for a while i thought the mets were actually going to win it but i realized it's it's the next year that the mets mm-hmm.
0: break yeah the through. next year yeah the the mets uh breakthrough breakthrough and and got their revenge and this this was kind of i th- i think the Braves may have made it one more time and actually i don't think they did this might have been their last trip to the, have the actually last... i say it right here this uh the braves would <laughs> the not level win level. another pennant until 2021 if only you had looked something <laughs> up yeah and they when they eventually won the
1: world series yeah no well that's yeah, yeah that was the braves six. that was the last braves pennant Because they never, well, they won in 95 or whatever, right? Yes. But, like, yeah, it was just like they were the team throughout the 90s that just always was in the World Series since, you know, 93, 94, and
0: and 97 or or 98 or whatever. Just to add to that, like, I mean, despite the fact that they didn't continue to participate in the... NLCS, they oh, yeah. still they still I think won the division for another five years after that. Yeah, but something. their playoff so, luck just yeah. kind of ran out. Yeah.
1: Oh well, I wasn't expecting that one. And uh, yes,
0: that was a little long winded in the game breakdowns, but uh, anyway, you know, it was a long way to go to get to the conclusion of how you know that. that, that like to say, it's only, the only time the that only a league time. championship has been won on a walk-off walk off walk. That's crazy. All right. Well,
1: Outlighter lighter fans, <laughs> you got what you came for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, until next time, find us on the internet at Doing Baseball. We're on Twitter and Insta. Or sorry, we're on TikTok and Instagram at Doing Dot Baseball. Uh, I'm at Sean Do Baseball on the Twitter thing X thing, and I'm at Ed's Do Baseball on the thing. Twitter X thing. Regardless of our social media, just uh, it, whatever you do, however you found us, please and thank you. Give us a review, give us a listen, give us a rating. Tell your friends, tell everybody. Uh, baseball will be going away soon, but you can keep listening all winter. And until next time, I'm Sean and I'm Eds, and we were bringing you the baseball history. Okay. Goodbye. Okay, bye.